We're live. From Toronto, Canada. Toronto, Canada. Broadcasting around the world. You're listening to the Johnny I Pro Show with your host, host Johnny Pro. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, King. You're watching the Johnny I Pro Show. What's up, everybody? And welcome to the Johnny I Pro Show. I'm here with a day one <laughs> hip-hop artist, Toronto-known King. Welcome back to the show. What up, what up, man? It's, it's, I always appreciate when you drop by. Now, let's get right into it, okay? Give everybody a little summary of all the stuff you've done, your projects, your albums, all that stuff. So let's begin all the way back in 2017. Field of Dreams. Oh, yeah, that was, that was one of those albums where... It was actually um, very special to me because it was me coming out of incarceration, telling people I wanted to be a rapper, and everybody looked at me like a stereotype. But then when uh, Madame Jean, the former uh, Governor General of Canada, gave me a grant to do it, everybody started to raise an eyebrow, like, you know, maybe we should pay attention to this person because he's putting himself in positions and in places that we've never been and he's doing all this with a criminal record, so... It just shows you exactly, yeah. And then right now, okay, now, like, say, like, a couple songs that just stand out to you from that album. Like, is there any, like, just, like, your favorite... Well, I'm sure the whole album is your favorite, obviously, right? Because yeah. as an artist standpoint yourself, like, your whole album is obviously your favorite. But, like, is there any just tracks that really just stand out to you? I would say Above It All. Above It All yeah, was... Yeah, that's a tough track for sure. Honestly, like, the hardest track to make because it was at a point I recorded it where all my homies were getting killed, so... It's basically like a rest in peace album to all the people that I, I lost growing up in the in the streets of Toronto. So that was more like a dedication. For sure. And the album cover as well, is that like a Jackie Robinson type vibe? Right? Yeah, That's what I was it, getting at. It was definitely a tribute to Jackie Robinson when he played for the Montreal team. Uh, a lot of people don't even know that history about him, but... Exactly, nah. they all know him just with the Dodgers basically, historic. Exactly. But exactly what you just said right there, very Canadian historic right there. Exactly. Now let's go right into obviously like the last time I interviewed uh, interviewed you. As you see right here, it is the "Sell You a Dream" album right there, guys. It's all on platforms as well too. If you guys want to take a listen to it, like I said before, one of my favorite tracks is "Foreign Whips." Yeah. Just the way it starts, like, just the way it starts <laughs> as well. And uh, who as well is on that track as well? What's her name? Um, uh, Adria. Uh, yeah, she phenomenal. She's a phenomenal. Yeah, she's just artist. phenomenal. And just the way it starts off and so like that's track. And obviously the track that started off for me as well is "Black." Yeah. That's a tough, tough, tough track right there. <laughs> And I'm sure too, a lot of people, as well, I heard before, like they try to like not copy the style, but copy the song as well. Wasn't there like a little like? Oh yeah. Yeah, of course. But you're the originator because I'm sure you're like the first one I heard with that all black everything, like just the way it was going. Like you're the first one to like just drop that. And I'm sure there's other people as well. Like I'm sure in the game of hip hop, there's always people that want to copy like of styles course. or like whatever it is. What's what's your take on that? Well, what happened was I recorded Black in 2016, and yeah. I performed it at the National Canadian uh, Summit 2017 in Toronto. And then some people from Buffalo reached out to me to try to sign me from Buffalo. But at the time, I couldn't cross the border. But where I messed up was I sent them the track, but I didn't get them to sign like a non, you know, uh -huh. like a non-release part. So they probably played it for other people and other A&Rs. And then, you know, if you hear my song and you hear others, you'll see that's where they got the originality from, but they can't do it like the original. Shady, shady, very... It's, 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 a, it's a shady business. It's, oh, it is. It's definitely a shady It's like eye for eye type of thing. And obviously it was uh, by the Toronto Arts Council, but wasn't it funded by the city of Toronto as well, right? Yes. Which you never hear that from, really. That they, they must have obviously seen something special in you to give you that fund, that give you that grant, basically. Well, you know, when you come with a, a project that's trap conscious, that you 
developed yourself where you're speaking on the what happens in the streets but you don't swear in your music and you give the good the bad and the ugly side of it and you're just honest the realness yeah yeah when you're just honest with with the people around you as well as yourself then you know real recognize real and shout outs to toronto arts council and the judges that were there that allowed me to um get the money that i was rewarded yeah, for sure. And like, what is like, oh, basically, like, see, now let's sum up like we did on the two thousand on the uh, Field of Dreams, the two thousand seventeen album. Now this one here, Saw You a Dream. Like, what tracks are really like? I guess like yours, like, just your favorite two performer, just like what really stands out. I'm sure Black is one of those. The fans just related to it as well at a perfect time. Um, man, I would think uh, Foreign Whips. Yeah, that's a tough track. Foreign Whips. Give me like, like some Fast and Furious. Yeah, type, like, like, that's honestly because to me, my buddy Moose was the one that. Um, made that production because I guess they were working on um, Mercedes, the the G-Wagons. They took all the, the parts of the G-Wagons and made it into a beat. And I crazy. remember one day I just went to his house by accident and I'm like, yo, what is this? Oh. And I'm like, yo. I think it was just hard. When I heard that, I'm like, holy, that's like, that's a that's a track right there. Yeah. For sure. Like, and like, so what get, like, basically I'm pretty sure everybody wants to like, what, like, at what age, like, did you start rapping or took this, like, whole hip hop rap thing serious? Like, at what age did you like, realize to yourself, like, I'm going to take this on forward? I think like 24 or 25, because I was more a spoken word poet. Yeah. You know, so it was pretty hard for me. You go from a list of words to just a minimum words, right? Because yeah. rap is very condensed and very succinct. So you can't say everything you want to say as a poet as you do as a rapper. You have to edit a lot of your words that are coming out to fit the melody of the track. Yeah, for sure. Now, let's say now, obviously now, like, so some people, like, I'm sure because the last uh, project you had was 2020. So now your new songs as well as the other day you made me hear as well. I got a little snippet preview of <laughs> right now, which is... Which is hard. The song, it's, that's a banger for sure. Like, give me a little background story of the right now. Like, who's it produced by? All that stuff. Right now on this or up Featuring, right now? Uh, up right now. Oh, Sorry. up right now? Yeah. Yeah, that's me and my boy Double X. Shout out to him. That track was, uh, yeah, we recorded that during the pandemic and uh, we wanted to actually shoot a video for it, but you know. Yeah, things people, went to a stoppage. Yeah. So, um, no, that track was, it was just a feel good track from. You know, coming out of incarceration and, you know, getting a part in, which I finally obtained. And, you know, uh, just being happy to be alive and, and celebrating every day that you get. Because today you're here and tomorrow you might not be. Exactly. Every day's, every day's a blessing, literally. So now, okay, let's get right into, like, uh, I guess the topic of, let's talk about, like, the city itself. Music, hip-hop in general, right? Like, obviously, we got the greats, like, obviously, Drake. The weekend, whatever it be, and up and coming as well. Like say, like Jesse Reyes, it's like she's actually up and coming. And you also did like, I mean, well, you like know of her, I guess, of the same like, uh, it's like studio, project. yeah, remix project as well. Like, what is your take on her, like her success? Because she's really blowing up right now. Like uh, even before too, but she's just like, like stardom right now. Basically. Honestly, she's super dope, and you know, I mean, I know her before, like uh, the fame and everything, and she's still the same humble person even when I meet her today. Like she just has a real good, genuine vibe to her. You know, she's she's very down to earth. My kids always love playing with her and like trying to scare her at like Moose's birthday party. So, <laughs> yo, it, it's all like a big family to be honest. And you know, I'm happy that you know she has gained the success that she's gained because she's been grinding. You know, exactly on tour. She has like big tracks with, like Sam Smith, like all these like big big artists. Oh, 100 percent. And you know, you gotta understand like everybody forfeit something to, to be in this game you know 
You know, you could lose loved ones or you could lose good relationships trying to grow as a person, as an artist. So it, it ain't easy, you know. Everybody sees the outside glory, but no one sees, like, behind the scenes, right? Exactly. So. And it's not like it just came over night type thing. Everything nah. was basically exactly. Now, and as well, uh, let's get right into it. Okay, before I even start this, let's say the fan base, right? Like, she has a fan base. Are we ever going to see a future collab with <laughs> King and Jessica? Now, that's, that's, that's a Toronto upcoming right there. You never know. You never know. You know what? Honestly, anything's possible. <laughs> anything's possible, but I don't know. Like, you know, I don't want to... Exactly. I, I she's in her own lane. Yeah, she's exactly. in her definitely own lane. Let me just, you know, reach the, her lane of success. And, and we'll then, talk that type of thing. You know exactly. What I mean? And now let's see. Now I seen you on a campaign as well for the TIFF uh, uh, Bell. Uh, let's talk uh, the mental health. Like, there's like a blind stigma, right? Yeah, it was. There was one. Um, there was a blind stigma that I did with Stacey Ann Buchanan. That was actually a pretty, um, pretty dope um, production. It was about black, the mental health in the black community. And I was just speaking on it from a black male point of view because she didn't have any black males that were willing to, you know, dive in deep and talk about what they're going through. And, you know, a lot of people, they use their numbness as a shield. But, you know, I'm a person that if I'm able to help somebody by the words that I'm saying, then I'm going to say it. Yeah, exactly. No matter how it makes me look, right? So, And especially like nowadays too, like just mental health, just in general, like mental health. People think sometimes like, you know, it's a joke because they don't go through it, but it's a, it's a real thing. Of course, because you know, like in life in general, there's ups, there's downs. That's just how it is. Nothing's perfect. Don't see social media of what it is. Because, you know, obviously social media, you're only seeing the bright side of things, right? But you don't know what that person's going through legit. So that's why, like, I love that campaign as well. Like, just mental health in general is very important. As uh, cheesy as that may sound now. As well, like, you're in, in your take. Now, you're a community as, as well. I call it, like, activist, right? Yeah. I've seen you recently. You were at, like, some, uh, um, what was that? Like you, some, Yeah, and you're, like, saying your whole speech. <laughs> so what is your take on that right there? Well, like what was that all about? It was basically because the children are basically fighting for education, right? And for me, it's pretty sad that it has to come to the point where the children are the ones leading the protest, not the parents, right? Exactly. Because me, as a parent, if my son wants to come and tell me, you know, this is what's happening in the school, I wouldn't even go to the principal. I would go to the superintendent. Exactly. And if that's not clear, then, okay, we're going to rally up the parents and we're going to hold a protest because we care about our children. But, you know, I'm really glad that the children took it in stride and, you know, brought a peaceful protest, got the news involved and showed, listen, we're not bad people. You know, some people, even the students that might be classified as bad people, they just have bad habits because... No one wakes up in the morning and says, I'm going to travel 45 minutes on the bus to do bad. Exactly. You know, if a lot of people want the opportunity to do good, but there's no, there's, there's no way to do good in a predicament where, you know. Like they think, they obviously judge you right away. They think you're going to do something bad. Yeah, where exactly. there's prejudice. So, you know, if you're not given the opportunity to showcase your talent, then frustration is going to build up and men have a lot of testosterone and they're going to try to find a way to let it out. Exactly. That's what it is. So, like, I just see like there's just so much like you know there's just so much negativity. If you just basically like as, as you know it's sometimes it's easy to say but it's hard to take in type of thing, right? Like obviously you could like preach to yourself or preach to other people good things, but do you take it into your like it's you know what I'm trying to say like do you take it into yourself as I don't know you know nowadays in this world there's like so much like I say I can't even swear like bull crap. Let's yeah. be real for a second, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like you can tell from the real, you can tell from the fake. That's just that's how it goes, anyways. Now let's get right back into the music side of things, like AIA. Exactly. What is that like the your uh, the record label basically? Yeah. Entertainment. Above it, all, above it all, entertainment. You know, I started that when I 
came out of being incarcerated and we we're trying to figure out a, a name for the rec label. And I just thought it, it fit with everything that I was going through, that I always rose above the expectations because a lot of people, they don't expect you to bounce back from being incarcerated for two years. You know, life changes a lot. When I went in jail, I think it was the first iPhone was just coming out. Yeah. So Social I, media, basically. Yeah, social media, you know. <laughs> every, that controls the world, literally. Yeah, and then, like, everything was just foreign to me. Like, BlackBerry Messenger, like, everything was so different. I felt like I just came out into the matrix where you're behind a little bit. You gotta yeah, get there. Everybody's head was in their phone. Like email money transfers were crazy. <laughs> like I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you, you, could just, you could just EFT like straight from your yeah. phone. You send you money. It's Bruh. like the old school way. Wait, I gotta go to the debit machine. Take you some yeah, money. That, dude, it was so. I almost threw up because it was so. Technology was so different from when I was in like out here before I got incarcerated. To me coming out and seeing it it was so it was so different but look at you now and stuff is it like a like say like in the community like a role model to look at and stuff like they, like look look at you basically like just the way like whatever you've been through all your like just everything in general and stuff like what has been obviously in there for two years like what has it taught you coming out like obviously it made you a different person but what has it just made you like in just in general like see life as like obviously the precious thing that it is well it's like you take a lot of things for granted of course you know? um even to look up at a night sky you know, you take that for granted. When you're inside, you can't, you know, see that. There's no clocks that you can look at to see what time it is. Everything, you're just basically trapped in, in a holding cell where you don't know what's going on and who's doing this and who's doing that. You know, it makes you appreciate the little things, you know, hugs, you know, because you can't really hug your family. You're in a bulletproof glass, you know, you talk to them through a, a glass and it, it's... What I took from there is that <clears throat> I never wanted myself to allow myself, I never wanted to allow myself to be comfortable because when you're comfortable, that means it becomes a revolving door for you. Exactly, like a, like a habit, basically. You never yes. want to do that, exactly. And like, on to like, say now, like to the album and stuff, right? Like, we could break down like Black, like the background of Black, the song when it was out and stuff, it's just like, I guess Black History Month type of vibes it's giving? It was, uh... It's a, it's a hard song, like, that's one of my favorites as well, well Black not, on everything. Yeah, like, when I recorded Black, it was, I wanted it to be for the movie Black Panther. Well, yeah, you're telling me, yeah. You know, that... The first that, movie that, that came yeah, out. Yeah, the first movie where they get to go to Wakanda for yeah. the first time. Like, I think if that would have opened up with, like, Black, 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 like, it would have made... Been, been legendary. Yeah, it would have been a legendary landmark. And it just goes perfectly. Guys, I'm, I'll put the link as well. You'll see, like, if you hear the songs, well, like, exactly what he's saying. That's why I'm just preaching stuff. Like, obviously, there's the big, like, say, the huge artists that are not even as good as the artists. Like, say, like, yourself or just other people around and stuff. Like, right? Like, people, like, just think of the mainstream. That's what the, that's what the problem is, I think, nowadays. Because there's, obviously, that song, Black on Everything, goes perfectly with that movie, right? But like I said, it's always they always go for that mainstream. They're always going to go for, oh, what's popular, right? It's like the clout-chasing base. That's what that's what it is exactly. Yeah. That's what it is exactly, which I don't agree with, but that's the world that we live in. <laughs> but um, I just, I stay true to my core, right? Because I feel the music that I'm making is going to impact people. It's just, now I got to take my poetic side and put it into the business side and just get it to people's hands and get it in front of people's eyes because I know once people hear the music they're going to be like honestly this is what my heart's been longing for because there's no messages in mainstream media nowadays it's always the same thing money car drugs 
and the fast life. But exactly. You know, you, you get an artist that actually lived that lifestyle that could tell you that's not always that glamorous. You probably get to live like that for maybe three years if you're lucky. And then everything goes downhill. And then they're exactly. trying to battle back and trying to, you know, fight being indicted and curfews and, you know... Because they think just money runs everything. Well, obviously, you need money to survive. Let's be real. But at the end of the day, the root of all evil, 100%. Yeah. Has to be 100%. And I'll back on that album, obviously, the your newest album. Well, that came out a couple years ago, but right up to date. So, Sell You a Dream. And obviously, the like the featured artists you have on there, Moose. So, give us a little background on that so people that really don't know about Moose. Oh, man. I grew up with Moose. Like, that's my day one right there, man. Um, we actually born a day apart. <laughs> so we breath, we both Twins. Virgos. Yeah, like we both you know Virgos, I mean? right? Yeah, same here as well, Virgo. That's oh it. shoot, that's what's <laughs> up, bro. But um yeah. No, like he's been, you know, riding with me since day one. You know, ever since I told him I wanna switch over to this, you know, hip hop music scene. And um yeah, he's just been all for it, you know. So I was happy to work with him and, and pay him through the, the grant money that I got to create this, you know. This masterpiece. masterpiece, literally a masterpiece, guys. And now, like, obviously, then the next one, too, like, Adria came, like we said, Foreign Whips. Her voice, it just gives me, like, some, like, like, you know, like, je, like you know, Jenea Cole type vibes. Like, you know, it's just one of those, yeah. like, you could just listen to it. It's really good. It's, like, so how did you meet up with her? And, like, how did you drop this track with her, basically? Well, I was looking for an R&B singer because I can't sing. I could, <laughs> I could write stuff yeah, for people to exactly. sing. But um, Moose was like, yo, let me get Adria. I'm like, who's Adria? And he's like, oh, some uh, a woman I'm working with at the remix. I'm like, cool, just ask her what her price is because, you know, I'm yeah. proud to pay people now yeah. that I got the funding. And she came in and she blew that track up. Yeah. Like, honestly, I don't think the track would have been the same without Adria. You know, Adria came in and she just put her raspy, saucy voice on it and just took that whole thing to another level so you know of course me lyrically i had to just, just match come it. right back exactly. <laughs> like, so once i heard that <clears throat> once i heard that i'm like wow that's that just straight fire and then obviously right on to next so the last artist on this double x so give us a little background on, on him yo he is so talented like it's crazy it is honestly crazy he's such a, a great soul great person um working with him has been you know nothing but a pleasure like He's the one that actually showed me how to like flow on tracks when I was first starting out. So <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we might even have video footage of that. Like it, it goes deep. So you know, shout outs to Double X and yeah, that song so deep. You know, that was probably one of my favorite to record. And you know, just the theatrics of how we put that song together. It's like we're painting a picture in your mind. As you listen like a Picasso. To yeah, literally, because <laughs> honestly, like I like to make music where it makes people think in a sense like, okay, if this was to be a video, how would the visuals look? To like relate right? to it as well, like real life stuff, like you said before. Because nowadays we get music, like I'm not going to say no artist, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Gibberish. Yeah. Straight, straight gibberish. And the money and stuff that they get to it, but the fans love it. Which, you know, like obviously I'm guessing it's the younger generation, but the older you get, like you appreciate real music, you relate to it. But I guess when you're just younger and you're coming up, like obviously you like your like, Six nine whatever maybe yeah, like not me. you know like yeah, like you know like that type of genre right like you know what I'm trying to say just like yeah. the up and coming. Anyways, to wrap this up now, if there's a message you could tell like the youth or whatever it may be, just a something like just like you know to motivate them. What like just give them your piece right there. I would say basically, you know, keep dreaming big. You know, follow it up with actions. Slow progress is still progress at the end of the day. 
and you know stop sharing your dreams with people that are scared to live out their own dreams and try to project their fear onto you because you know a lot of people are not going to see the dream that God's given you you know God gave you that dream for a reason so it's on you to make that dream your reality and there's going to be a lot of challenges and tough times but I feel like when you wake up and you write it down and you just focus on that and you attract that positive energy that positive energy comes back to you full circle so, you know, never give up on There you dreams. go. And now, which before that, obviously, because I always got these questions, uh, like the, the the two new songs that you have right now coming up, Virgo, was it Virgo season? No, oh, Virgo, Virgo sign. Yeah, yeah. Virgo sign, sorry. <laughs> and then obviously up right now. What is there a time from that those are actually going to come out on platform or what is your take on those? Yeah, right now we're just, you know, trying to write another Toronto Arts Council grant um, just to get the production to the point where we need it to be. And um, hopefully 2023 or 2024, you'll see it all drop. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. There you go, guys. Toronto's very own right here, King. There you go, buddy. Yeah, Appreciate it. Me. Always. You just listened to the Johnny I Pro Show. To get in touch, head over to johnnyipro.com and leave a message or a request for the show. You can follow the socials on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Johnny I Pro. Tune in next time. And until then, thanks for the continuous support.